Welcome to the Just As I Am podcast. This is your host, Nicole Wilson. And for the past two podcasts, we've been telling stories of men, but this time we're going to tell a story about two ladies to make up for that. Today we are going to be talking about Naomi and Ruth. Naomi and Ruth is honestly one of my favorites. Not a lot happens in this story, but it's just what happens that I really like about it. I have always known about Naomi and Ruth. I do have a great aunt, and we always called her Aunt Omi for short instead of Naomi. But a couple of years ago, I actually read a book by Liz Curtis, and she writes a whole lot of good stuff. She writes um, very bad girls in the Bible or uh, bad girls. Of the, like, she has a whole series on that, believe me. But there's this one book that I read by her, and it's The Girls Still Got It. And it is a story specifically about Naomi and Ruth. And it goes deep into the story. She explains it so much. So this book is longer than the actual book of Ruth, but it's so worth the reading, I believe. You know, it. her cover says, take a walk with Ruth and the God who rocked her world. I just think, honestly, it's a really good book. So you should go check it out. If you want to dive deeper into this, then I'll be diving. But today I'm going to be actually in the CSB version And I have the She Reads Truth Bible, and it always kind of gives you an intro and a background and this and that about the books of the Bible at the very beginning of the page. And so it tells us that on this timeline, the book of Ruth is set during the time of Judges, a period of social and religious disorder when everyone did whatever seemed right to them. Historically, this era is bridged the time between the conquest of the land under Joshua and his rise, the rise of King David, whose genealogy forms the conclusion of the book. The book of Ruth opens with a famine in the land and ends with the birth of Obed, the grandfather of King David. And it says that this is likely around 1150 or 1100 B.C., But a little background on the book of Ruth, it says the book of Ruth gets its name from one of its principal characters, a Moabite woman named Ruth, who was an ancestor to David and Jesus. After reading the book of Judges, which paints a dark and depressing picture of Israel, the story of Ruth comes as a welcome relief. Although the book is relatively short, it is rich in examples of kindness, faith, and patience. Ruth is one of the five scrolls that were to be read during the Jewish festivals, in particular, the Festival of Weeks. So the story starts right off introducing Naomi. And at this time, there was a famine in the land. So Naomi and her husband, along with their two sons, moved from Bethlehem to go live in Moab territory for a while. But during this time, Naomi's husband died, and she was left with her two sons, who married Moabite women. Which was not a very 
cheerful thing, I guess. It wasn't good in everyone's eyes. But eventually her sons died and she was left with her two daughter-in-laws, Orpa and Ruth. Naomi comes to the decision to go back home because she has heard that God has paid attention to his people and has provided food for them. So while Naomi is trying to head on her way back home to Bethlehem, she tells her daughter-in-laws to stay and go back to their own families, go back to your mother, you know, da-da-da-da. Then she gives a million reasons why they should do that. Orba listens and obeys and goes back home to her own family, but Ruth is holding on tight to Naomi. Literally, it says that Ruth clung to Naomi. And tells her everything you do, I'm going to do so. Where you go, I go. Where you stay, I stay, which is honestly one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite phrases, one of my favorite things. But when Naomi figured out that Ruth wasn't kidding about what she was saying, she quit talking to Ruth. Naomi was like, forget you, ignores her, doesn't talk to her anymore. When they finally make it back to Bethlehem, everyone was really excited to see Naomi, you know, seeing her, calling out to her, you know, calling her by name. And Naomi wasn't very happy with that. She told them not to call her Naomi because she was bitter. So she told them to call her Mara instead. Mara? Mara? One of those? Which Naomi actually means pleasant and gentle. And Mara means bitter, which is how she was feeling because she felt that how the Lord was treating her and all that made her bitter. So they make it back at the beginning of harvest. So when they make it back to Bethlehem, harvest is starting off, kicking off strong. And in chapter two, Boaz is introduced. He is a relative of Naomi's husband and is described as a pretty good and well-rounded person. He's also known as the family redeemer. And with permission, Ruth goes and picks up leftover grain in what happens to be Boaz's field. So when I say leftover grain, they're reaping the grain, but this is grain that was left on the ground. So she's not taking grain directly from the ground. She's getting leftovers, basically. And Boaz sees her, you know, after he's come home. He sees her in the field and he's asking his people, who is she? He then goes to Ruth and tells her to stay close to his women and take grain from his field and only his field and that she can drink the water that the men have gathered if she needs it. Ruth is overwhelmed. And because of this, she falls to her knees and is so thankful to Boaz and is asking him, what has she done to deserve this favor? Boaz tells her he knows her story and all that she has done for Naomi. Basically, he's saying, you know, you deserve this. This is your reward. Later, Boaz makes sure that she eats and gets more than enough grain. He sends her home, but he doesn't want her to be embarrassed, so he tells his people to throw some of the grain they've already reaped back on the ground so she can pick it up. And she goes home with all of this grain and... Even some of the food that she had left over, she made sure she kept some so she could give it to Naomi. And Naomi sees it, and Naomi is just a gap by this. And she goes, where did you go? Whose field were you in? You know, what what man has allowed you to get this much grain? 
And Ruth gives her the whole story, tells her everything. And Naomi realizes, you know, who Boaz is because she obviously knows who Boaz is because he was related to her husband. He was her husband's brother-in-law. And so because of, you know, permission, Boaz, you know, told her, you can come back, but, you know, only stay with my women who are reaping. Don't go with the men because, you know, I want to keep you safe and all. But she went back until all of the grain was harvested and harvest was over. Eventually, there is this event, I guess, to celebrate the end of harvest. And Naomi knows what she's doing here, okay? Let's just point that out. She tells Ruth to basically go put on her best outfit, you know, clean up, put some nice oil perfume on. You know, look your best, smell your best, all the things. And she gives her instructions for when she goes to this event. And this part kind of gets a little weird. But I believe, you know, to our culture and in our day and age, that's why it seems weird. But, you know, back then it was probably just normal. But Ruth goes and she goes right at the time to Boaz that Naomi tells her after, you know, he's eaten and he's drank and he's happy and he's merry and he's gone to just chillax for a little bit. And Boaz goes and he lays down with his head towards the end of one of the harvest piles. And Ruth goes over there and does what, you know, her mother-in-law told her, what Naomi told her. And she uncovers Boaz's feet, and she lays down beside them. Eventually, this kind of panics Boaz, because Boaz is wondering, who on earth are you? But Ruth, you know, identifies herself, and, you know, is so thankful to Boaz, and da-da-da-da. And you can go read that whole spill if you'd like. But Boaz has promised, if he can't find a redeemer for her, that he would be her redeemer. And so, after this, he doesn't want, you know, Ruth to get, not in trouble, but caught doing something that ladies of that age shouldn't be caught doing, you know. Um, He sends her home with more grain to kind of veer people off their path of figuring out what's going on or what happened. And eventually... Boaz has this meeting with these elders or these other redeemers and he talks to them and he tells them about Ruth and he tells them about Naomi and he discusses how, you know, they sold his brother's land, but he's trying to get it back so he can, you know, do that family, the two ladies justice and da 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 and One of them, who he's hoping will take it, he doesn't end up taking it. And for various reasons, he doesn't take it. And so he tells Boaz to do it. He's like, you take the land. You know, this is is what you're wanting. You know, this is your goal. You take the land. And as he ended up taking the land through the pass of a sandal, which was just the way they did things, um, it gives a little more explanation to that. 
in, I believe, chapter 3. But the man passes him a sandal, which, like I said, I saw as a contract, basically. And with this, he said that he would be taking Ruth as a wife and he would be continuing, you know, the family line and he'd be doing them justice and this, that, these, and those. And so after, you know, all is said and done and all is taken care of, he does end up marrying Ruth. And eventually, you know, they have a son whose name is Obed. And the story, well, the main story, the story ends with, you know, Naomi holding this baby and all of her friends, you know, saying, oh, this is great. And them going on with, you know, how, I don't want to say wrongs, but how things have been corrected or turned around or made better or new again for Naomi. And so it's really sweet ending, but it really ends, the book Ruth ends with giving a a small family tree. And what I mean by this is, Ruth is actually, I hope I, I tried to count this, so I hope I'm saying it right. Ruth is actually David's great-grandmother. And I just think that it's so cool because it said, let's see, they had Obed. Obed had Jesse, and Jesse had David. I hope I said that right. I'm not looking it up, but it's something like that. Trust me. And it's so cool because it's everything is connected, obviously. And because, you know, Jesus is related to David. So, you know, Jesus is even related all the way back to Ruth. And that just seems so cool to me. I just really like it. I enjoy it thoroughly. (laughs) But hopefully one day we can go deeper into, you know, genealogy and pulling out Jesus's family tree and going, you know, all the way from his birth to the beginning and, you know, naming all the family members and going, oh, that's how, you know. But I hope you really enjoy the story like I do. Once again, I do recommend reading that book because it really goes into such depth, not only of the story, but of the culture. And it just goes deeper than I could probably go for you. It's been a long time since I've read the book, but I would probably read it again if, you know, I didn't have a million other things that I'm already have lined up to read. But (laughs) go read the book of Ruth yourself. Well, first read Judges and then read the book of Ruth. And then you can go and you can find the girl still got it and read that and just have so much knowledge that you just tell everybody about it. And it's so amazing. It's so great. I hope to do a story about some of the other ladies in the Bible. I think even though I had this story contained two ladies, I hope that I can do another one. So if you have any specific stories or anything specific you want me to talk about, I would be 
so glad to, you know, take that information and roll with it. So I hope y'all enjoy the story like I do. And thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep up with me, I'm on Instagram at underscore SN Wilson. You can find me on Facebook as just as I am, or you can go to my website at justasiam.co. See y'all later. Thank you.